Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. It's the podcast. <laughs> and guess what? We have a guest. Hi. <laughs> Today awkward. our friend Miss Julia is joining us for chapter 20 of the Complete History Adventure Predicaments and of two highly redundant sentience. Sorry guys, I've had some wine. <laughs> of two evidently, evidently. redundant sentience. Highly you redundant. did. <laughs> uh, but in this episode three, because Julia's here. Welcome, Julia. Thanks. I'm really excited happy to, to be, be here. here. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Julia, just um to give everybody a little bit of glimpse into your life, what is your sign? I'm a Virgo. Virgo. And you're like, I think, pretty on point for a Virgo. Oh, really? Yeah. I see a lot about you that are very Virgo qualities. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I just don't think anyone pegs me as a Virgo when they actually meet me. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. They never, like, guessed that. But... And maybe if you told me you were a Scorpio, I'd be like, oh, my God, I totally see that. (laughs) It totally makes sense. Yeah. No, I get Virgo. (laughs) Bailey's a Virgo. So I really, like, they, like, give me similar similarities. Similar similarities. That's very redundant. (laughs) Which makes sense for my redundancy, right? <laughs> so the wine is getting to okay. Got it. Anyway, okay. um, so yeah, we've got Julie today, and this is chapter twenty. Wow, 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 and we're talking about the diagnosis, diagnosis, all of our mental health, physical health issues. Yeah, because you we're know we broke be violating all the HIPAA violations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, okay. it's gotta get ridiculous. Over anyway, here. so like we usually do, and we haven't done for the past couple of episodes, we're gonna start off with where we are on the plot structure. Um, you wanna go first? Sure. Oh, by the way, I'm your host Holly. Oh, and I'm your host Zoe. Uh, wow, you guys. I mean, it's chapter twenty. If they didn't know, now you know. Yeah, this squad. Yeah, we need to give them like a good name, like what, what they are, like our listeners. Worms. Our bookworms? That's cute. Podworms. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, Our tapeworms. <laughs> tape tape yes! Our tapeworms <laughs> are invasive. What uh what is it called when like something feeds off of you? Uh, not a homie, not a uh not a mutually a parasite. A parasite. <laughs> No. no, no, because I don't want them to feel like they're parasitic. No, but what's the word? What's the word where it's like uh, not a mutually beneficial relationship? There's another word for it. There's like the word for the mutually beneficial one, uh-huh. it's like homeo something, I think. Uh huh. And then there's the word for okay, never mind. I can. And to be honest, Sucker. I don't science. So. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my best subject back in school, but uh, apparently not anymore. Mine was math. Oh, word. Yeah, no. I just really think it's parasite. Is it? You know what? There's this crazy thing called Google that one of you can look up while I tell them where I am on the pod structure. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, Siri, what is it called when one organism feeds? Up? Oh, never mind. It went away. Okay. So anyway. Tell us you're at the okay. Just so, mute me for a minute. Okay. So, um, guys, I would like to say that I am. Um, what did I say I was? Uh. No, I said I was on the... Oh, yeah, I'm on the rising action. Golly, am I drinking wine or not? Okay, so, yes, I'm on the rising action. Um, Holly will fill you in exactly on where she is and how this relates to me. But, basically, going to a new spot. And so, I feel like I got plans that are kind of, like, all in my brain of, like, what I want to do and where I want to (laughs) be. She's looking at me, hold on. Where I want to be and what I want to do, et cetera, et cetera. Like decorating my new space, getting back in the gym, which is going to be a new gym because we're moving to a different part of Atlanta. So like 
I'm just ready to like apply all of these things that are twisting and turning my brain. And both of us keep going, well, when we get to the new space, when we get to the new space, this will happen. So I'm ready to get to the new space so it can make my shake, you know, and not my ass. Continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, just so you know, Julia was right. Just like she was last night at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> It is parasitism. The one that I Para- was thinking Ooh, of. Can you say that word again? Parasitism. Thank you. But like parasite. It's a parasite. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just curious what the you said. The one that I was thinking of was uh, symbiosis was like the one that I was trying to explain to y'all is like the mutually beneficial one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the opposite one? And Julia was right. I never yes. am going to second guess this bitch in my life again, ever. Because hey, we were still right. We, okay, still, okay, we, were still yeah. we have right. some beef with the trivia team at Nats at St. Simon's Island. So pull up. Irie <laughs> ate something at St. Simon's Island. That was his host name. I, I are. Yeah. Something like that. You, man. Yeah. We anyway. actually don't. Y'all, you did a really nah, great was, job. Was popping. Uh, but we were right on the last question. Te- technically. 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 But I was the most right. If we're yeah, getting Julia really was Julia was the most Basically, right. Julia is our savior and we should be praising her instead of just ignoring her. <laughs> she really instead is. Instead of questioning everything that I say and when I say All something, hell. just being like, no, that's not right. Until later we find out I was in fact. Yeah. Right. The theme of this beach trip has just been me, been me gaslighting <laughs> Julia to think she's wrong. I think that's been the oh theme of the good. majority of our friendship. <laughs> Going, oh, shit. <laughs> she said I'm a Your Go Halloween ahead. party. Your Halloween party. <laughs> so we were Halloween hunting. As you and, do. As, as you do oh, in I July. Do. And <laughs> um, where were we? We were at like a Joanne's. We were at, um, at home. At home. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> Maybe we were, we were at Joanne's. It's- I believe everything you say, we were at Joanne's. <laughs> no, I, I really think it was at a home. Yeah, it was at home. Okay. I remember, yeah. Okay. Um, but there, there was some like decoration that had a brain... <laughs> And I was like, Holly, didn't you have some kind of like brain snack at your Halloween party? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, she was like, no, you're wrong. No, it was funny because you were like, or did I make that up? And I literally looked at her and I go, no, you made that up. I like, I... I literally, and I didn't say it in like a mean way. I really didn't, but like, I don't think you took it in a mean way, but I no. was like, no, you made that up. Um, and I told her this story about how I found this thing on Pinterest where you can use cinnamon roll and like unroll them and put red food coloring in the icing. And it kind of looks like brains or intestines. And I told her, I was like, it really freaked me out. I didn't do it because it's very unappetizing. Continue. But then <laughs> was it later that day or was it the next time we hung out? I think it was later that day. I think later I that, that day you were like, Julia. I was editing the video, so I was like watching back. The yes, you yeah. texted me, um, and I you were like, "I literally gaslit you <laughs> because you were right. There were brains at my party. Yeah, I did pizza brains. Yeah. Yes, you did. You did. Mm-hmm. You I did. did. I was there. I, yeah, <laughs> I can't confirm. Yeah, <laughs> she did. So she corrected me about my own freaking life. Uh, so the, you're right. That is kind of the theme of our friendship: is you telling me things and me being like, "No," and then you being right every single time. <sighs> I'm going to swallow a lot of pride for this because I hate being wrong. <laughs> um, I love you that I'm okay the one that makes you be wrong. Yeah. I'm finding a lot of joy in that. You got a really upper hand in our situation, in our friendship. Yeah. Our situation. Our situation. <laughs> our situation. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> sorry, Brendan. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get to. The, I'm gonna get to the pot structure. I really feel like Holly needs to like get up and do a jig or something. The way she's acting right now, y'all. If you can see her lounging in this freaking chair, okay. Hit Stop, us with the plot structure. Hit us with plot the plot structure. structure. I know exactly where the fuck I am. Okay, I am in the falling action. You know why? Because I'm falling into the abyss. <laughs> Y'all, okay. <laughs> so the thing is, is that obviously for the last 18 episodes, I've been telling you guys that we're buying a house. <laughs> and it's going, it's going really well. It's going really well. Um, no, so it's not going well. It is going well, but it's not going well. And? Hmm. Holly, how much have you had to drink tonight? Literally, Literally two glasses. Not even. Uh, like, I didn't even finish the first glass. Of, glass. <laughs> I didn't finish the first glass before I filled up. So I probably truly had like one, maybe one and a half glasses. Mm-hmm. I think I just have, I haven't been drinking at all recently. So mm-hmm. I think it's getting to my head so much faster than it normally yeah. does, question mark. Interesting. Anyways, so. So tell us first, what about it is going right? It's moving forward. Yes. Like no one has backed out of any of the deals. Like my house is still set to close. Mm-hmm. And the new house is still set to be purchased. Yes. It's just a little bit chaotic right now because um, there's just a lot of income verification stuff that we'd have to, we've had to do like over and over mm-hmm. documents that we've had to sign um, things. We've had to cl- like a lot of things we've had to clarify. Right. Um, just because of our debt to income ratio, I think they're being, and because of we're an FHA loan, um, they're being really stingy about just kind of, like looking in all the nooks and crannies and making sure that we can like afford this house and blah, blah, blah. Um, which sucks because it's like, as soon as we buy the house, we're paying off all of our debt. So it's like, you guys are worried about something that's like going to be gone anyway, but like there's no legal document that's like binding me to do that. And so, I mean, my credit score is my credit score is my credit score. So, well, and not everybody's truthful when they say stuff like that. So they got to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I get it. It's a big transaction. So they're, yeah, like you said, protecting themselves. But the other thing is that we had a leak. Hey guys, Holly here. I'm just jumping in here because I go into some explanations about some of the issues that we were having with selling our house and just for legal reasons for my own protection I'm actually going to cut this section of the podcast out so you're going to notice a little bit of a jump but no worries it's all good and we're in the brand new house so everything is all good so anyways I'm feeling great Julia you feeling comfy about the plot structure exercise um I'm kind of for getting everything that we went through before we started the podcast yeah yeah recording well, you make Start up where with, you feel like, in, if you were reading a book, do you feel like you're before or after the climax? Yeah. In this season of your life, in, not in your entire life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm definitely in the rising action. Okay. I feel like there's been a lot of changes in my life the last year. Yeah. And just a lot of confusion in general and trying to figure out mm-hmm. just so many things yeah um, and specifically the rising action of my upcoming move yeah which is pretty scary um but I would say that the move is probably going to be a big climax yeah building up to that yeah yeah yeah. getting prepared yeah um, like the move is your climax yeah. Word. I, I think. We'll see. Yeah. At least the climax for my anxiety. I mean, that's what we've been saying. Like, we've been saying for literally so long that, like, our move is, like, our climax. Like, we've just, we're constantly, like. Yeah. Because it's such a big thing and it's such a yeah. big change. Yeah. Moving is a huge change. And it has to be the climax to something because you're yeah. anticipating it so much and mm-hmm. then you're there. Yeah. And then even, like, if you have, even 
even in that season of moving, it's like you have the packing and everything like that that could be like kind of like the rising action and then you have mm-hmm. the climax of like the move and everything like that and then you have like the unpacking and the settling in that's kind of like the falling action slash conclusion. Yeah, and then so, you get comfortable there and so that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then start a new chapter, start a new book, whatever yeah. you need to do. Word. Yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> okay, so back to the, did you have something to say? No. Oh, okay. You looked at me like you had something to <laughs> Sorry. say. Um, yeah, back to the main point of the episode. Chapter 20, The Diagnosis. Ooh. How okay. unhealthy are we, bitches? Let us do know. We, do we want to, like, maybe start from, like, the top and go to the bottom? You know what I say? I say real quick. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, like, I think like, she meant, like, mental cabeza? health to physical health to, like, yeah, sexual health, I guess. Oh, well, I wasn't oh. thinking like that, but <laughs> hey, Papa. I was going to say, though, let's give ourselves like a mental health and then physical health report card like where would you rank yourself oh shit. Ooh, out of I'll, out of 10 uh like 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 a like a grade oh okay 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 i'll, heard, I'll go first heard, to give heard. you guys like my example okay like i would say mental health right now i would give myself like an a minus like i've been doing a lot better than i've done in a lot of years past but like I know that there's stuff that I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Like right now I feel pretty happy with where I'm at. Uh right. physical self physical health, I would give myself like um a C. I'm not failing, but I'm really not doing a good job of like taking care of my physical health. So she has a lot to work on. She has some grades to improve, some tests to make up, some assignments to complete. Right, mm-hmm. right. Her. What about you? What about y'all? Do you want me again? Go. Okay. Um, so mental health wise, I would give myself <laughs> I'm like a C. Word. Like I'm not doing the best, but I'm not doing the worst. Yeah. I've seen way worse. I've been failing. But I'm like, I'm not there. You know, like we're, we're yeah. on the down, but like, hey, you all we need is a couple of where you were like around your birthday and stuff. Like, oh, I would say I healed a lot. Yeah, yeah. you healed a lot. We're a lot past the birthday era. Yeah, thank God. Um, but like a couple of grades that were like hundreds could pop in, and then all of a sudden you're not making a C no more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I feel like that's where I'm at. Um, physically, okay. So okay, mm, I'm gonna give myself like. A C minus because I don't think like a D is failing, right? Is a D I think failing? It depends on the school. Okay, well, in my brain, a D is like failing. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So like, I don't on think on the I'm, brink of failure. Yeah, I like on the brink of failure. Yeah, I would say end of last year, I would have been past a D in like mm-hmm. failure range. Yeah, but then like something clicked and I've started to come out of that. Yeah. But yet I haven't stuck with it. So like earlier, like a few months ago, I would have given myself a better grade because we were like doing pretty good in it, like eating good, like whatever. But like recently, I ain't ain't gonna lie. Like I ain't seen a gym in a minute. So I feel like I'm kind of like right there of like, if I don't do something, then I am gonna fail. But if I do keep going back towards where I was, mm-hmm. then I'm popping off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, yeah. that's where I kind of am. I'm yeah. Kinda, I, I feel that. I okay, her. Julia, how you feel? Um, mental health-wise, I feel like it's probably close to a B-, minus, okay. which I think is actually pretty well. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's a C for my mental health. I feel like I have so many stressors that are definitely overwhelming, and I have my moments that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not passing. Yeah. 
But overall, I think I'm handling it well and I'm doing the right things. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we talked two months ago, it would be closer to like a C or a D. Yeah. But I think in the last few months, I've made some improvements and I've Good. gone up. So I think, I don't think I'm at a C. I definitely think it's like a B minus. Yeah. Um, physical health. I guess I'd say a C. Really? It, it, it might be better than I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking of where I was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And a lot of the like struggles that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also, I've been just been doing a lot of work this year of trying to rebuild like my physical health and also just the trust that I have in my body. Yeah. Because feeling like a C could also be a mental like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a mental thing yeah. where I think I'm not as healthy as I actually am, but yeah. it's just that fear. I feel like for you, like your mental and physical health are like very tied together. I would mm-hmm. agree with that, yeah. Which it's like, for me, it's like, it's not necessarily different where it's like, if I'm, if I'm doing well on my mental health, I'm doing well on my physical health or whatever, whatever. Like they're kind of, they run somewhat independently, but I can tell a lot that if, like, I don't take care of myself physically, mm-hmm. I will feel the effects mentally. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, I feel like it's almost reverse for you sometimes where it's, like, if you're not doing well mentally, you can feel like it will affect you physically. Yes. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. What about your relationship? Like, where do you feel like, Zoe, you're, like, physically, mentally, like, how does it affect you one or the other? Um, I definitely think that if my mental is down, my physical is down for sure mm-hmm. because... If I'm not mentally there, I have a hard time pushing myself to meet, like, even if my heart wants it, my brain will literally fight me on it. And I think that, like. Yeah, that's my least favorite thing ever. Yeah, and I think that, like, when I went to the chiropractor and had those, like, really good, like, x-rays done, and she was like, no, like, literally, like, this is bad. Like, this is, like, like, the first ones I got done, like, last year, like, end of last year, where she was like, no, 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 like, you are one bad, like, deadlift from breaking your spine kind of a thing so like I feel like that was almost like a feel towards my brain to be like bitch do you want to die yeah like no so you know what I mean like that helped me because like then my mental was like focused on almost surviving but like I mean I'm not dying but you know what I mean like it's like if my mental was in it then my mental is in it and then I prosper but then Mm -hmm. once like I have a bad day or something it can really like weigh on me for the next week or so and then it's like she ain't doing nothing she don't want to do yeah so Which is frustrating. Yeah. So, meh. Got you. you. Got you. So, we're getting it. Look, okay. So, let's get into, like, the diagnosis C's. That's correct. Diagnosis Right? Diagnosis? Diagnoses. Diagnoses? Diagnoses. 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 Okay. Cool, 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 cool. It's not diagnoses. Zoe, do you have anything to say about the fact that I think it's diagnosis No. Julia's correct. Fuck. Okay. It's, wait, what is it? Julia, everyone tell, what is it? I don't know if I can say it anymore. Diagnoses. No, diagnoses. Diagnoses. Yeah, diagnoses. Yes. Yes. Julia's correct. You oh, went no to the doctor Julia. and they gave you your diagnoses. <laughs> diagnoses. Diagnosis. In that sentence, it would be a singular diagnosis. diagnosis. But if you had more than one, It'd she would give you. Yes, yes that's what yes. I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So it could be either one in that sentence. See, you trying to get me on my grammar now. Okay, and I know I can't spell, but I can speak. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Okay, so uh how do we want to do this? Do we want to like go round robin of what we've actually been diagnosed with and then talk about those? Yeah, and then we can go through what we've self-diagnosed. <laughs> and then our self-diagnoses. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I vote Zoe go first. 
Uh, Am I going all of them? Maybe let's start with mental health. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that you have more diagnoses yeah. than I do. <laughs> yeah, she's not well. Nope. Um, okay, mental health, diagnoses, okay. go. Currently or ever? Just ever. I think okay. it's the backstories and where you're at now. Um. Okay, so... Oh, okay. Mm. I would say the first thing I was ever diagnosed with because I hadn't really gone to a mental doctor before... Xavier died was depression and anxiety. Yeah. So for a good ch- solid chunk of like end of high school, all through college, I was on like the good depression medications and anxiety medication. And for context, Xavier is a really good friend that Zoe had in high school. Yeah. And, well, and childhood. Yeah. All of childhood. Mm-hmm. All of childhood. Yeah. Daycare and up. Um, but from there, I kind of feel like I didn't love the medicine. So mm-hmm. I kind of stopped taking it, which isn't... Oh, wait. You started medicine after Xavier passed? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought your first round of medicine was... Well, and y'all were already in Augusta. Mm-mm. I didn't realize. Okay. So what mm-hmm. did you take then? Do you remember? Um, No, but it was very hardcore. It was a depression medication? It was a depression medication. Okay. And um, I... The first... Okay. So the first, like, couple of months to a year that I was on it, like, it genuinely just made me feel like nothing. Like, I was just, like, existing, which is when I did really shitty in school. Like, wasn't really, like, participating. My grades tanked. Like, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it was, like, on the outside, I think most people were, like, oh, she's good. Like, she's handling this so well. But, like, on I wasn't inside, really feeling anything. Yeah. It was just, like, I was there. So I was. People talk about ma- that. Yeah. We, yeah. It's, so. shell of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think at some point I just kind of, like, told my therapist that I was, like, I just don't feel like me anymore. Yeah. And she was like, well, let's just lower your dosage and see how that makes you feel. So then it was like the process of like slowly lowering it because you need mm-hmm. to do it like safely, I guess, because it's like such a hardcore drug that you're yeah, putting in your system. Like you go that cold turkey. Yeah. So it took like another year, year and a half. And I basically yeah. just weaned myself off it over that year, year and a half because I just kept telling her like, no, I just don't like the way it feels. And she was actually really good about that. Like probably one of the only therapists I feel like that didn't shove medicine down my throat. Yeah. Um, and so once I was fully off of that, I think that like I had also healed in other ways too. So I was like, the depression was definitely gone, but the anxiety I think has always lingered even before then. I think I had anxiety as a child, just like mm-hmm. undiagnosed, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like rely on medicine, but I did start doing more things to kind of like cope with it, if that makes sense. And then you kind of get used to it and then you stop. So then I like went through a phase where like I wasn't really doing anything for my mental health. I just thought I was Gucci. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. So then right before Gage left for training and military stuff. So this would be like right after 2020. um, I could feel my anxiety getting worse and worse with the thought of like being alone and like not having like a protector in the home. He was in Florida. And I literally stayed at Holly's house. Basically every night. Basically every night for like that was like what like a month or two. Month or two while and he was like, gone. Well, I had like a like a, a like a futon that felt like concrete. Yeah, and like I Zoe slept on that like, or the recliner on that because yeah. she didn't want to be alone. I remember that. Yeah, because also we had just moved to Kennesaw and I didn't have friends in Kennesaw. I didn't know anyone. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there just wasn't anybody that I could really fully rely on up there. And we had already had like weird situations with our neighbors and stuff. So then I didn't really feel safe. And then, yeah. like, my grandparents came up there, and they were saying stuff to me. So I was just like, I just need to go and, like, be around somebody that's not this situation. So yeah. literally, that's what I did. 
Which actually, even though that was the reason, it was great because it kind no, of yeah. rekindled our friendship after like it a did. while. Which it definitely was great. did. Yeah. So from then, I feel like I think it was around then, maybe. No, it was definitely after 2020 when I started doing like the telehealth. Um, and I got another therapist and she put me on Excalapralapralasma. That's how I say Ooh, it because I literally wow, can't pronounce so it. It's a really, really long that. one. Um, pretty high, like 40 or something milligrams, which most people are on like 10. Yeah. Um, and when I tell you it hit me like a trirette. Was that for depression as well or was that anxiety? That was anxiety. It's okay. a depression medicine that people oh, okay. will give you for anxiety, which was kind of weird to me. But yeah. I guess that's pretty normal for people to use both. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not obviously not a doctor. Yeah. Um, so... I was on that for a good bit and it was good. I mean, like when I lived in that house in Columbus by myself, like I did really well. Like, yeah, there was only one night when the alarm went off and I freaked the heck out and mm. actually Todd came over and checked it for me literally like that night or early as fuck in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it was all good, but it wasn't until like Gage got back and I got back into the swing of things that I was like, I don't need to be on this medicine anymore. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Which is one of those things where you're like, you're on the medicine. So of course you feel fine, but like yeah. you're not really fine. Yeah. And so we moved to Augusta. Um, and then after, I don't know, however long we were there, I decided to quit cold Turkey was, was the worst mistake of my life. Uh, because yeah, it literally feels like you're on crack cocaine and you've just decided to quit crack cocaine and your body is like in withdrawals. Yeah. Like, I was, like, so sick. Gage did not know what was wrong with me. I was, like, it was just bad. Were you having, like, a heart issues? Like I was having, my heart was, like, pounding. Like, yeah. we went to the hospital a couple times. Like, um, I was, like, always nauseous. I was hot. I was sweating. I would have, like, chills out of nowhere, but, like, no cold symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really irritable. I was crying all the time. Like, way more than when I was just, like, you know, anxious or depressed day. normally yeah, yeah. like yeah. i was having like full-on panic attacks where yeah. like he literally would have to like sit me on the floor like hold me to get me to just like take a like a regular breath like yeah. it was like bad yeah. so honestly don't recommend quitting cold turkey but ever since then i haven't been on medicine again and i just kind of like manage it myself if that makes sense there are yeah. some times in the year where i do feel it gets worse obviously when certain things happen in life and i do contemplate like getting back on it but i also got off of it let me say this too i also got off of it because you can't be on it when you want to get pregnant so that was part oh, of the reason yeah. i also got rid of it um but otherwise like i guess i could get back on it but like honestly going through the withdrawals was scary enough for me to never want to get on medicine again mm -hmm. like it's just like a really weird thing to think like you're putting that into your yeah. body and your body is obviously not liking it you know what i mean like i mean yeah. it likes it but like it don't really like it. Yeah. So there's got to be other things like, and I'm not going to lie, like get high. <laughs> like that really chills me out. But yeah. like, I don't want to also be attached to that either. Like I want to be able to just like figure out a way to kind of like figure out the anxiety part of it on my own. Yeah. But yeah, Word. that was my long winded story of the two mental okay. things that I've been diagnosed with. Thank so you. recap, mental diagnoses are depression and anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Word. Julia, would you like to go next? Yes. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. So when I was in elementary school, I was diagnosed with ADHD and depression. Mm -hmm. And then later in my life, in my early 20s, uh, ooh, what was it? My diagnosis was PTSD with generalized anxiety and um, dissociative tendencies and Is traits. PTSD of something 
is is the PC is the PTSD related to something that you're comfortable talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. What is what was the PTSD from? Um, my high school experience. I was in an abusive relationship my mm. junior and senior year of high school. Yeah. And just like a few months before I got into that relationship, mm. I was sexually assaulted. Okay. So was the was the PTSD more so related to the sexual assault or the abusive relationship or kind of like a mixture? I think it was a mixture of both. Interesting. Okay. What kind of symptoms did you have? Um, if you can remember, I know like sometimes your brain kind of blocks shit out. Mine does that. Yeah, mine has because the PTSD has actually resolved okay, for that, the most well, that's part. Good. I'm happy yeah. for that. Um, I just remember being like terrified all the time like and paranoid. just like, yeah, paranoid, mm-hmm. concerned about like other Paranoia people the and their intentions. Worst. Um, like super skittish and just like, yeah, just really. Not that it's the same at all. But if I watch true, if I watch too much true crime, the paranoia that I get from just that, not even a real life experience, yeah. is so stupid. Yeah, that I'm just like I can't even imagine if it was from a real life experience. Yeah, so like mad respect for getting through that because it's like literally, <laughs> literally, if I if I listen to like more than two podcasts, like two more. More than two true crime podcasts, like, in a week, then, like, the paranoia will be real for, like, no reason. You know what I mean? I, yeah. So, like, I yeah. totally feel for that. Okay. Yeah. That's also partly, like, why I avoid watching, like, crime documentaries like that, or things yeah. that are scary because it makes me feel similar and mm-hmm. I... It's hard I don't to like deal it. With, I don't... Yeah. I just... I don't like being in that headspace and I'm very protective of my mental health. Yeah. Um, As you should be. Yes. But so it was PTSD, generalized anxiety. Um dissociative tendencies and traits of borderline personality disorder oh <gasps> no way yeah. oh my gosh i know so much about borderline personality disorder <laughs> i know did we already talk we, about we've this? talked about this oh, i feel okay, like okay, i okay. mentioned it to you but maybe i didn't maybe you did and i forgot i'd be forgetting and this was we all for- in elementary school no um adhd and depression was elementary school and then high school started the PTSD and um, it didn't set in until my early 20s, probably okay. around like 2021, 20, maybe 22 ish. Interesting. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a mental health episode that I ended up seeking help again and yeah. mm-hmm. being diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you handle your BPD like very well, though, I would say. I shove it in a lot. I try not to let people see it because I mm-hmm. understand that like these emotions that I'm having are not always like. They're extremely hard because it's like one of those things where it's like you can feel so strongly about something that almost is like not real. Yes. Like you're like the biggest thing that I've noticed. So for people that don't know and Mm -hmm. like whatever, uh, a former friend of mine was kind of this is the thing where it gets tricky is like she wasn't diagnosed by a professional that talked to her, but she was like diagnosed kind of to me by the professional that I was talking to from dealing with her. Okay. Interesting. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. And yeah. they were like, Oh, I'm like 99% sure this person has BPD and like gave mm-hmm. me like all the symptoms and whatever and whatever to mm-hmm. like help me deal with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that happened was a lot of our relationship, uh, like, uh, issues that came out of it was that, and this was a friend, not like a girlfriend. Um, a lot of the relationship issues that came out of it was that she would, she would assume I was feeling some type of way yes. and then act on it, even yes. though I was never feeling that way in the first place. That is correct, yes. And, which is tough for me because I'm a very, we, we talk about this, where it's like I'm 
a very much out of sight, out of mind person. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to be that way. It's just kind of how I am mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm very bad about like checking in on people. And like, that's mm-hmm. something that I'm really working on and stuff like that. But with someone that has BPD, that's to, to them. That's like, you don't give a fuck about me. You don't want to be my friend, blah, 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 blah. And that can jump to those emotions that I don't feel about that person. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I mean by like, I feel like you're handling it very well because like, we've never had like a tiff about anything like that. Yeah. We've been friends, which has been kind of a minute now. I mean, it's been, Mm -hmm. I think we met like almost last summer, right? So it's been like a year and Mm -hmm. like, we've never had an issue. No. Um, Like also it's very interesting because my mentality about a lot of it is like people live their own lives so like yeah. like i'm not even always that great about checking in on people so i yeah. know my friends aren't so i'm we were like yeah so i'm like super this. understanding and so it's like a very interesting like um what's the word i'm looking That's for dichotomy with my other friend is that it doesn't matter like, how much i explained it to her it was like she would not like yeah be like oh okay like i understand yeah why that happened or what this whatever she would just be like no you're in the wrong yeah no matter what i said yeah it's very interesting because i feel like there's two separate parts of me yeah there's the part that's actually me and then there's the part that's mentally ill that has these other responses yeah so like the actual me is like it's totally fine like i understand also we're people everybody's busy you just have to like ask for what you need if you need something because Ooh. people can't always retweet, bitch. Wow, I was ask say, for that what is you need. Advice for everyone. That's okay, for everybody, everyone. ask for what you need. Like you cannot just like assume people know what you need. Yeah, you cannot just like stay silent and like just like harbor like grudges Animosity. and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like you just gotta let people know what you need or yeah. at least what you want. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the biggest thing heard. that I've learned is like just ask for what you need. Yeah. It's like, I always appreciate it when I'm people, from like... from a healed brain. Yes. <laughs> so, I, sorry. Yes. No, I have a ahead. question for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you feel like... Okay. So, this was, like, your early 20s? Yes. Okay. Do you feel like this is a learned behavior now of how you process everything? Or did you always kind of know in the back of your brain that you were already, like, except... Like, you already were dealing with those thoughts, if that makes sense? Like, were you, like, I think what you're saying sorry. is like, no, 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 you're good. I think what you're saying is like, were you aware of those thoughts and that they were not always justified and that's why you sought help or, or did, did finding out that? that you had that issue be like, oh, these are why I'm having these thoughts. And now I need to learn how to. It was that when okay, I was, okay. I was so caught off guard when they said borderline personality disorder because I was expecting PTSD, but no. then they said traits of borderline personality disorder. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. But then talking to the therapist about it and doing my own research, it's like, holy shit, that's why I had a lot of these responses when I was younger. Because I yeah. had a lot of these insane moments or these insane outbursts or like these just like weird things that I did that I never really understood why. Mm-hmm. And then that made it make sense. I was like, oh, so now, I mean, sometimes it's kind of a struggle, but now I'm kind of able to like recognize when it's like an extreme emotion or if I'm in a place where like and that's on healing more extreme yeah yeah um so like you guys don't really see a lot of the emotions that I have because I keep them in so much because Mm -hmm. I'm like well I'm feeling this way but I don't want to express it because I don't want to hurt the people around me that I love do you ever feel like that's damaging to you though say like do you feel like that gets overwhelming to have all those emotions but not like you have a them? Yes, it's mm. definitely overwhelming for me. Yeah. Well, just know if you want to go and explode your emotions at me, 
we'll work for it. We, we got it. Yeah. I mean, see, that's the thing that. is I feel like a lot of times, like, this is where I, th- I think it's one of those things where it's like, you should feel no, um, like, shame or judgment, judgment or f- this is my thing is like you shouldn't feel fear of like losing friends over the fact that you're dealing with something like that. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, but it, also I think like you as a friend, are you getting emotional? I'm literally uh, starting to sob. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so no. I love you. Like you're but touching think, such a deep place in my heart and my soul. But it's like Aww. if your friends know this about you, like yeah. now I was going to say, I didn't know this I about you. I think your job is to let people know this is what I deal with. This is how I feel sometimes. If I act in this way, this is why. And then it's then up to your friends your to friends respond to the opportunity correctly. to say, okay, so I know when you have an outburst, it means that you're tired or you're feeling unloved or you're feeling undervalued or whatever it is mm-hmm. so that your friends can make up that slack and be like hey girl i'm here for you yeah i think yeah. that's where like communication issues happen sometimes we had this whole conversation about like relationships like actually yeah. like, love relationships that are with your partner because mm-hmm. if you're at a 30 percent, then they need to make up for that other 70 percent. yeah so in a friendship relationship it's the same it's thing the same like, thing if you're at a 20 and you need me to be 80, girl, I got, you know what I mean? But I won't yeah, know yeah. unless you let me know. Unless you tell me. And yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. it may be not easy for you to like just say it. But like if it's one of those things that as time goes on, now that we know, we're able to kind of like see when those situations happen, then we can only grow more to be able to be more understanding and kind of like figure out how to help you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like so, literally. Just going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like literally, for example, with Brendan sometimes, because I think we're similar and that like we kind of get like really hot headed, like really fast. And so where I will literally say to Brendan, I was like, I just need to be angry at you. And he's like, OK. And I'm like, I really hate that you did this. I really whatever, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And then I get everything off my chest and I'm like, but I still love you so much. And he's like, OK, cool. Yeah. But he just knows that in that moment, there's nothing I can do to stop my brain from that anger, even mm-hmm. if I know I'm being irrational. Mm-hmm. So I have that like split second to just be like, babe, I'm about to be ridiculous. And then I go be ridiculous. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done being ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that really helps as well to just be like, I, I feel that flash of insanity coming to, on. Like, you know, like you got to get it out. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know for a fact there have been moments where I did the same thing where I was like, I'll just pull it in. And I do it until I literally combust. That is my personality. Yeah. I will lock it away. Same. Locking it away. Same. Still having one half that argument. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, Tell it could em. be the small. You ain't doing the dishes? Oh, it's World War Three. Yep. And it, it didn't need that response. Mm-hmm. But because I know myself. And because I know you I let waited, things build up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you're getting from me. Yeah. That's exactly how I, I am. I think part of the, like, struggle that I have in, like, talking about it and expressing those feelings does come from, like, the abusive relationship. Oh, Because oh, it's, 100%. like, it wasn't safe to express those things. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that I'm still dealing with and, like, working yeah. through is, like, feeling safe to express feeling my emotions. Feeling to express your that, emotions. Like, people aren't going to, like, abandon me, which yeah. is also a part of borderline personality disorder is, fear like, abandonment. Mm-hmm. an irrational fear of abandonment of yeah. people just which is why Thank when, you. like, when when people with BP, not I, I'm not like trying to lecture you on your own. <laughs> Honestly, you probably but know just, more about it than I do. Providing clarity, yeah, <laughs> is is because like a lot of times people will have that fear of abandonment, and if you don't show them the love that, it that's the thing too about like maybe going back to love languages or whatever is if you're not showing them what they are expecting or needing at that moment, they can just see that alone as like kind of abandoning them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's like a big thing that I experienced is I didn't know what my friend needed at any given time. 
Yeah. And so it was a constant guessing game of trying to please her. And yeah. then when I constantly yeah. fell short of it, she was constantly angry at me for it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can totally see how like that would come from having an abusive relationship where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, okay, so we did PTSD, depression, BPD, anxiety, anxiety. generalized anxiety, and dissociative tendencies. Okay, so tell us about that. My brain just kind of dissociates from reality. Can you explain that? Because I don't think that I've ever experienced that. I've heard a lot about it, but yeah. I, I just don't understand like what I happens. I feel like it's so difficult to explain. It mm-hmm. feels it sounds like, like something that is difficult to explain. Like so, technically, I can so I can still see. I can still see clearly if I focus on things. Okay, but it feels like there's a fog in my eyes and mm. in my brain that like what's around me isn't really real, and I'm just like pulled into my own head. And, like, wow. kind of the rest of my body fades away, too. Like, it's like, there, but it not all, like everything numbness, feels distant. But you know? like, literally call it brain fog that don't have, like, the full diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Because I have a friend who got diagnosed late in life. And yeah. she used to always, when we were kids, be like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Or, like, we would be like, are you with? Like, she would literally, like, almost zone out. She'd be like, oh, I was just having brain fog. And we'd be like, you were, like, zoned out for, like, 30 minutes. Like, are you good? She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm fine. But, like, her parents never really, like, made any, like, big deals about it. And then later on when she got older, she got, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, that's my only, I, I don't have anything else to say because I don't know what it's like. But. Yeah. It's very weird. I've learned to live with it and I've learned to function through it. Do you find a lot that of the it happens times? in, like, any, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Uh, <laughs> do you find that it happens in any situations where it's, like, unsafe? Like, do you have it in the car? Or, like, when you're driving or, like, does it kind of alert you that it's going to happen? Or, like. Is it really Ooh, random? Yeah, like, I'm really questions. curious about, like, that. Yeah. It kind of comes out of the blue. Like, I'll be clear-minded. Everything will feel clear. And then all of a sudden, it'll just be like an elevator took me up somewhere and I'm out of it. Interesting. And it happens all the time. Yeah. It happens Crazy. at work. It happens when I'm driving. It happens when I'm exercising. Um it happens like here. Are you like, so when it happens, are you like in that moment, are you aware that it's happening? Yes. Because you can still see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can feel it. So I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Uh-huh. So then are you able to in any way kind of talk yourself down from it or do you just have to wait for it to pass? Like, how do you come out of it? I just or is it different to... based off the it's, day? It depends. Like sometimes food helps it. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe like, like functioning. Like you don't actually just like sit there and like whatever. Like, Yeah. I mean, she said she was driving. I mean, yeah. you would have to at least be like. I mean, but it's. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my friend did not have that. Because like she would sit on the couch and like legitimately wouldn't move. Freeze. Like, there's like, different forms of it. Okay. okay. I was going to say maybe and that's like an I elevated version. I definitely can just like sit and not move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in my brain, I'm like, you have to move because uh, it feels worse. Yeah. And with a lot of the fears that I have around like my body and that like some medical thing is going wrong with me, Uh if I'm stuck stoic, then I'm like, oh, I'm obviously like something's wrong. And so I need to move. Yeah. Interesting. So I force myself to move to like deal with any anxiety. Bring you out of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I think I'm just anxious when I realize I'm don't, I'm not, I think I'm anxious. And I don't really realize I'm anxious. I don't recognize that I am. But there's yeah. some thing in my subconscious that's making me anxious. Mm-hmm. So then, like, that will trigger it. And then I'll feel calm. And it'll, like, like I don't, 
I'm you'll getting feel confused. calm and on then it? you'll disassociate or you'll feel calm after disassociating? No, I'll feel like I'll find some calm and then it'll bring me down. Honestly, oh, okay. I'm a little dissociated right now. So it's making really? it harder for me to like find my words and to create sentences. Yeah, like I never would have guessed that. Like that, yeah, you yeah. feel. Okay, so like describe how you're feeling right now the best you can. <laughs> I just freeze. She's like, no. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like feel looking out around of it. to us and everything. Does it look like Blurry foggier? It doesn't look foggy. It just it feels like there's it's just like a just, film over it. Yeah, there's yeah, there's just something in between us, like in between my brain and everything Reality. else around me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like feel not to jump to like the self diagnosis things, but I feel like sometimes that happens to me when I focus too hard. If that makes sense, like sometimes I focus so hard. This happened a lot in college, like during lectures. Because I would try, and I think this stems back to the fact that I've also self-diagnosed myself with ADHD, where I couldn't focus, so I would try so hard to focus that, like, it felt like my professor was talking in slow motion and I couldn't hear anything they were saying, and I was watching so hard trying to focus. Yeah. But, like, it literally looked like they were in slow motion and I couldn't hear what they were saying because I was, like, it was very weird. It doesn't happen to me as often now, but it happens to me when I'm... I've noticed it happens to me if I'm, like, really tired and mm. I'm trying too hard to focus on something yeah. that I'm, like, not that interested in, yeah. um, which I, is, like, really annoying because oftentimes it's stuff that I should be focused on, but yeah. I just don't find it interesting, so then I can't focus on it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes. It sounds I kind of similar get it. to Like, that. My, my brain right now feels like it's moving slower. Slower. Yeah. Yeah, that's how mine was, where it literally felt like stuff was, like, kind of moving in slow motion, and I'm, like shit, I know this information is important and I know I need to be listening to it, but I can't hear what they're saying, so let me focus more. And then, like, it gets softer and yeah. softer. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, Holly, you're not fucking focusing. Focus. And then, like, yep. it gets slower. It's so bizarre. I've I've had a couple moments. Like, Zoe was talking earlier. She was going through her diagnosis. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, felt, I found myself zoning out and I was like, no, I need to listen to this. Like, come back to mm -hmm. it. I'm, like, having to focus mm -hmm. really hard on what you both are saying so yeah. that I can stay in the conversation and, like, keep Bird. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, okay. Uh, was there anything else that we missed in the in the recap? Dissociative? No. And that was last one? That was it. Okay, all right, my turn. Holly, <laughs> what are your problems? <laughs> my self-diagnosis <laughs> diagnosis mentally is like way longer than my actual ones. Well, we're we'll we're on the actual one yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing, actually, it's funny. I was diagnosed with everything at the exact same time, and it was... Um, it was anxiety and OCD and I'm going to include anorexia as a result as a mental one because I was mm -hmm. diagnosed. I went to the therapist for anorexia because I knew I like wasn't eating. I wasn't treating my body right and whatever, whatever. And this girl that I danced with like literally had to go to like a, like a, like a health facility because her heart was deteriorating and it freaked me out so bad. Mm -hmm. I did not want to get to that point. So I was like, mom, I think I need to go see someone. And so she took me to see uh, that therapist specifically for anorexia. And then she was like, well, you've also got OCD and anxiety that are kind of like leading that are like, that. yeah, leading to that and from that at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've definitely healed a lot from my like, uh, like anorexic tendencies. Like I really don't feel like I fall into those anymore. Um, I still have like, 
irregular eating habits where it's like I really forget to eat if I'm like focused on other stuff. Um, like a lot of days I won't eat until like late after lunchtime just because it's like it's hard for me to like acknowledge the, what my body needs when I'm working on other things, mm-hmm. which is really weird. And I, th- I think there's some point of that that stems back to anorexia, but I think it's like a very deep, sudden con- subconscious something yeah. that's back there. Um, but so there's that, but m- for the most part, like I feel very healed from that. I never look at food and I'm like, I shouldn't eat that because it's going to, make me fat, make me this, make me that, whatever. Like I never, um, I never look at food that way anymore. And I never punish myself for eating what I want. Um, so I've made a lot of healing, healing from that. Mm -hmm. The OCD was probably the earliest. Oh, and insomnia. Yeah, Ugh, I thought you were going to say that after. Big one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, well, actually, no. Technically, that's self-diagnosed because that was never actually. Oh no, that was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to think. <laughs> See, is this like this is my self-diagnosed ADHD showing? Uh, no. So, okay, OCD was the one that I had the earliest signs of. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and my OCD manifests in very um, specific ways. I am not one of the people that's like, I have to like lock a door three times. Like it's not those type of like repetitive OCD tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is kind of like the more generic kind of like the organizational type tendencies and the control tendencies. Um, it's one of the reasons like I much prefer to drive is because like I'm a very like, uh, I like to be in control of the situation, uh, which stems from my OCD. Um, but then it also mixes with organization sometimes. But, like, it's weird because, like, you'll come into my house and, like, this is the thing that I feel like there's a lot of misconception about OCD people being, like, super clean freaks and neat and organized and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it can manifest in all different types of ways. So mine is, like, a really random thing that I'm, like, super protective of is my closet. And I really, really dislike if people put something in my closet where there was one time in like sixth grade where my mom put a purple shirt in the red shirt section of my closet and I literally bit her head off. Oh, I would go crazy. Because I just had a hard day and I didn't like, like I didn't have enough like emotional energy left to do the mature thing and just move it. And like I yelled at my mom about it because normally she would like put my clothes like at my door or a lot of times I wash my clothes myself myself to be fair. Uh, but, like, if not, she would, like, put my clothes in the hamper at my door, and I would put them all away myself to make sure they went in the right spot. But she was just trying to be helpful. Um, but it was one of those things where I was, like – She was, like, I ain't doing that like, ever I again. I was, like, shaking. I was, like – because I had a hard day that day, like, at school and at ballet and whatever, and I was just stressed. Mm-hmm. And I came home, and my freaking shirt was in the wrong section. And I was, like, how could you? Like, it just was one of those things. Um, so that's one that gets to me. Um, a weird one that gets to me is also like organization in the dishwasher for some reason. Um, like I, oh, like, I noticed that. Yeah. Um, if, if, if someone else loads the dishwasher, but doesn't run it most of the time I'll go and I'll rearrange things to how I want them to be. Like mm-hmm. I have to put the cup, with the cups and I have to put the Tupperware with the Tupperware and I have to put the plates with the plates. Like I, I'm just like, there's just things that bother me about that. Um, and yeah, like there's probably a couple other things that here and there. There are probably a lot of things that are like very subconscious and I don't realize that I'm being a little bit like OCD tendency is coming out. Um, but the big way that it came out was like around controlling my eat, my eating. So like that's how I found out about it is because when we were 
talking through my anxiety and how or my anorexia and like how I felt about it and how I monitored things that's when she was like I think this is stemming from an OCD and a need to control and like all that sort of stuff so there's that um and then anxiety was also one that kind of got diagnosed throughout the phase of like getting diagnosed with anorexia but it has like manifested itself in many different ways like throughout my life Mm -hmm. I would say the most the worst it was was not that long after Brendan and I first moved into each other that was like my first time really having like true panic attacks Mm -hmm. um and it was really helpful because Brendan had like well not a good thing but he had like a whole host of like mental health issues that he went to like intensive therapy like like Mm -hmm. 10 to 2 like 10 to 2 every it was like a job almost for him to go to therapy um so he had like a straight binder and he literally this was like the most precious thing ever he literally like opened up his binder of information about anxiety and started to like walking me through the stuff which was like so precious though like literally so precious like he like really took care of me on that and like walked me through like one of my worst ever panic attacks and like taught me how to like come out of it and take the deep breaths and putting my head through my knees and like he undressed me and make sure I was like in the shower and like all this stuff to like get me back down to earth. So a lot of my healing from my anxiety issues, I have to like really credit Brendan with for like helping me work through them and also never judging me for, sorry, did you want to say something, Julia? Oh, I was just going to say that I've never related to somebody so much before having a binder <laughs> about emotions. <laughs> right? And I would like a copy of that binder. Yeah. Please, Brendan. I literally have copies it. bound, please. Thank you. Word. I got thing, you, fam. Shout out to Brendan being amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes, no, yes. he's he's like, I'm, I seriously am so blessed with that boy. But like, um, so that was like a big thing. Oh, and I was going to say that I think one of the biggest things that helped me is because I don't think I don't think my parents ever truly understood like anxiety in the way that I felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Brendan was like the first person who ever really like understood it. Yeah. And then on top of that, knew how to handle it. Yeah. So there was never any judgment when I like lashed out at him or this or like whatever it was like however it manifested there was never any like animosity towards me or judgment towards me for understanding yeah Yeah, exactly and and then helping me through it was like the next step that was Mm -hmm. like you know oh like babe you're like I think you're feeling like this because of this this and this Mm -hmm. and like I know that one thing that was frustrating pushed you over the edge but Mm -hmm. like what are these other things under the surface that are getting to you um, that just kind of shows his emotional maturity too at that point in his life because oh, he was able to be so open and like yeah like, and that's yeah. why we joke that even though it sucks that like we both are like had like such like like I mean his was way worse than mine but like we joke that like we're so thankful that we went through these like mental health issues because like it made our relationship so much better because we both understood each other yeah on such like a deep level from the very beginning like mm-hmm. I literally started dating him when he was like six or Four when weeks when he was six years old. <laughs> when he was six, six months no, no, no. old. Four years old. When he I was... thought there was gonna be a team. I thought it was like sixteen. But then he stopped. I was like, no. "Are you about to say?" <laughs> when he was like six, maybe four weeks away from finishing therapy. Ah. Yeah, yeah, not six or four years old. I understand. No, now. not a child. That is not a mental health issue. Well, that I, I struggle mean, with. you would have been young too if he was that age. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah, I would be. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just hanging out at the playground. 
I wish. Oh, that'd be so cute. I do wish he was my first boyfriend, but whatever. Don't it's worry. Fine. You'll have minis and they'll be cute. So it's yeah, fine. it's fine. Whatever. Uh, okay. Last one. Insomnia. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I, I had a feeling that I had insomnia when I, okay. <laughs> okay. My first <laughs> ever, okay. My first probably ever sign of insomnia was that when I was a little kid, uh, this was like when I was about maybe four or five years old, I wouldn't sleep. I would get, I told Zoe about this. I, w- I think I told you about this maybe. You told me about this yeah. too. I would get so bored because I couldn't sleep. I would get so bored in the middle of the night that I would legit fling myself off of the bed <laughs> so loud. Like, cause you can't, you can't jump off the bed and make a sound like this. You yeah. gotta fling yourself <laughs> off the bed. You gotta like actually gotta try put, to do harm to yourself. Yeah, you yes. have to put effort into yes. that. Yeah. I would, There's like, intention. Yes, I would like jump off my bed and like, like my whole body would just like, <laughs> and I would try and make a really, really loud thud because my parents' room was like just kind of across the living room in our old house before like we moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would try and make a really loud thud so that my parents would come check on me just so I would like have something to do. Like yeah. that's just I would just I was so bored just laying there not being able to sleep. Yeah. And they were probably like, there goes Holly again. <laughs> yeah. like, they were like, what is wrong with our child? <laughs> so that was probably like my earliest sign that there was like an issue with sleep. Um and my dad has sleep apnea. So part of me thinks maybe there's some other un- I I really want to go to sleep clinic. Me too. Because my biggest issues are with sleep. And I really think that also like leads to some of my mental health issues because mm-hmm. When I don't get sleep, I notice that, like, my anxiety can be worse sometimes and, like, all stuff like that. Sleep is one of the most important things. Without it, yes. you will fall apart. 100%. Well, no wonder I'm falling apart. <laughs> me too, bitch. <laughs> I sleep and I'm still falling apart. So right. tell me what that's about. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. And then throughout middle school is when it started to get really bad in the in the sense that, like, it would have me externally more so I think mm-hmm. um because my dance teacher like kind of got on to me because I wasn't like showing energy in class and so then she talked to my mom and she was like I think Holly's like having some sort of issue because she's she looks different she has no energy like I can't get something out of her and like it wasn't encouragement or getting on to me or anything that could bring it out like I would try and quote unquote have energy but I didn't know what she wanted from me so that's when she went to my mom, took me to the doctor, um, and that's when they were like, she's definitely like having issues with insomnia, and I also had a vitamin D deficiency at the time. So between those two different things, she was like, yeah, that's going to make your child just look a little lackluster. So that's kind of the only thing that like tipped us off, I guess, that this was like an insomnia issue, not just like a something else issue so thank god my dance teacher said something to my mom yeah because it got it got frustrating for me because i was constantly getting on to about like not having energy and not whatever whatever mm-hmm. when we were in rehearsals but i i didn't know what to do about it so i was getting frustrated because i was just like you're telling me to have energy but like what does that mean like what is mm-hmm. you know what i mean but she could just see it in me that i was not like doing as well as i had maybe been doing in the past um and to this day, my insomnia is probably the thing that I struggle with the most. Um, and that's why, like, I mean, if you follow me on YouTube, you know, I pull all-nighters left and right. And the main reason that I pull them is because, like, I will go through maybe, normally, it's like three days of no sleep um, and when I'm trying to sleep is what starts to get me frustrated. 
Um, the longest I've gone without like actually like getting to like full REM, like not sleeping a wink, pretty much being conscious the whole night was like a couple of weeks. And so now it's one of those things where when I hit that like fourth or fifth night and like I can't really see straight throughout the day, I'm constantly struggling to keep my eyes open, which is what is so frustrating about insomnia <laughs> is that I cannot keep my eyes open during the day. But then I try and go to sleep and I can't turn off my brain enough to get actually get rest. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking frustrating because people are like, well, get some sleep. And I'm like, I don't do that. I'm literally trying. It's not an option. Like. I can't just like flick a switch to turn off my brain. God, I wish I could. Um, Have you ever heard of something called neurofeedback? Ooh, yes, but I don't remember what that means. It's an FDA approved um, like brain thing. They put like leads on your brain and then they train your brain waves. And it's good oh, for a bunch shit. of different things. It's good for like anxiety, depression, sleep. Train my brain waves Hold to on. fucking we gotta sleep. Do this. We gotta do this. Like, is it expensive? Maybe my insurance will cover um, it if I'm insane enough. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all I know Not she needed, y'all. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that the clinic I used to work for, the like wellness clinic, they mm-hmm. did it. I think their price was like sixty-five. But don't go there. We don't like them. Sixty-five dollars? I think so. For like, I thought she was that. gonna be like sixty-five thousand. No, I can afford no, that. Sixty-five dollars like per session, and the sessions are usually like half hour. But how many so. sessions do you need? I don't, I don't know. Okay. The, the, like, I bet the, it depends on your progress. Are they yeah. able to monitor progress? Yeah, because they, it, like, it has a whole program and it has a screen. And so it shows, like, your brain waves, like, the number that it's starting at and then yeah. where you train down to during your session. And so then you can see progress over time because of where your brain waves start at. If they start going down into, like, the normal range. Yeah. That's crazy That's so talk. Cool, yeah. Though. That's yeah. like the one good thing that I will take away from working at that clinic. Yeah. Okay. And that I will keep Word. doing because I think that's what helped me and my mental health the a most. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy talk. That sounds like something out of Stranger Things, I wonder, y'all. I, I really am like intrigued to like find somewhere near us and then yeah. we spot like that will do that. To go see. Yeah. yeah, yeah or at yeah. least tell me like where, like, am I normal? Yeah. Can you at least di- no. like tell me. Yeah. Tell Diagnose me. Yeah. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of. I'm not a scientist. I don't know all of like the things yeah, behind yeah, it. So yeah. I don't know like how like true the diagnosis is, but mm-hmm. there is um like a scan that it does of your brain and it shows like different percentages and like what parts of your brain are off. Like wow. and it correlates to like wow. it correlates anxiety, depression. Like based no. on the last brain scan that I had, I am technically not an anxious person. It's just the fact that wow. I'm so overwhelmed that it presents as anxiety and depression, but I don't have clinical anxiety or depression. Whoa. Based on this scan. Word. I'm shocked. So mate. we're going to go do that. I'm going to go do it. And it's going to be like, wow, we're actually, gonna be... you're schizophrenic, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we, okay. Okay, wait. Okay, okay, okay. I have comments on that. To wrap up. <laughs> to wrap up. Okay, so... Uh, my thing was, I was going to say, is that when I get frustrated enough, I'll pull an all-nighter to basically exhaust myself so much mm-hmm. that my brain, like, has to kind of sleep, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I will refuse to rest because that's my problem is that if I, if I get rest, I feel like my body will just be like, we're fine. And my mm-hmm. brain will keep working even though I'm, like, resting, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if I exhaust myself to a certain point, then I can get myself to actually, like, sleep sleep, which is why I pull the all-nighters. Heard. Mm-hmm. But... 
I really have to pee. So I would love if we could take a break in a second. Yeah. But before we do, I was going to say, if this thing tells me that I'm a sociopath after I told you, I'm afraid that I'm a sociopath. <laughs> you are not a sociopath. I'm a scream. What were you going to say? Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, guys. So um, since this is already getting to be a longer episode, we're going to go ahead and cut this as part one. But if you want to go ahead and listen to part two, where we talk a little bit more about the physical and maybe some self-diagnosis or <laughs> diagnoses, then go ahead and look for the next episode. It should be, well, it'll still be chapter 20, but it'll be number 21 on the list. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see you in a bit. So, uh, I'll go ahead and go through our ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Since okay, this okay, will yeah, be yeah, one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you want more of Chapters Podcast, you can visit us at chapterspod.com. You can follow us on Instagram at chapters.pod and TikTok on at chapters.pod. You can also find us on uh, YouTube at chapters.pod. Chapters.pod is our handle for that as well. I keep mm-hmm, forgetting mm-hmm. YouTube has handles now. Um, and I know we haven't uploaded much, but, like, just let us get settled in the new house, you guys, and then we'll have <laughs> plenty of content yes. coming to you guys. Don't worry. Uh, you can find Instagram. Find Zoe on Instagram at TGI Zoe. You can find me on Instagram, Holly at Holly underscore Hickman. And you can find Julia on Instagram at Jules.doll, J-U-L-E-S dot D-A-H-L. Followers. And guys, remember, if you never turn the page, you'll never know how your story ends. <laughs>